Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Mike Shope. Last night at 1230 in the morning, I ate a can of mushrooms. <laughs> I did. Pieces and stems, if you're wondering. As opposed to buttons. It was pieces and stems. Which will be my next year's fantasy football team name. Pieces and stems. Pieces and stems. <laughs> and the Bulldog. I should be ashamed to admit this publicly, but whatever. How long have we been doing this? I'm a junkie. I can't be trusted. On WGR Sports Radio 550. I have no idea how old that clip is. Maybe 10 years. But I did actually do that last night as well. Can of mushrooms? Yeah. It wasn't 12.30, but does it matter? The last thing you do... Well, you're not as young anymore. That's right, but I still, I still have a penchant for cans of mushrooms to end the day. I don't know. Your dietician, would they recommend it? <laughs> would they tell you to stop? Yeah, I don't... I, no, I don't know. I have no idea. No idea. Can't be the. can't be ideal. No, nor is a giant bowl of cereal at 10.30 at night. That, that you I hide had, in the freezer had, from your kids. I, that I, well, I, I hid the cereal so they didn't eat it, right. but I put cereal in the freezer all the time because the frozen bowl is the, is the key to life. Cody Carpentier has walked into this. The key to life. <laughs> NFL draft analyst, roster watch, player profiler. Cody, how's Mobile, Alabama? Well, first and foremost, Mike, I appreciate you and you and Bulldog having me on today. But mushrooms, cereal—I I was just thinking back to my early days of college, while I was listening, yeah. eating. Well, I should say, <laughs> microwaving a pint of Ben and Jerry's and drinking it at midnight. That's a move. <laughs> That's a choice. We say now. That's a choice. <laughs> yeah, we do sound like college kids with these these <laughs> <Yes>. dietary habits. <laughs> yes, we do. Well. Yeah, that's I've never even thought why, about that one why before. That, why? Because you wanted a milkshake. Like what? Why? Do, my wife will sometimes like those little pints are too frozen, and she wants to soften it up a little. So she'll throw like one of those, you know, one of those Ben and Jerry's pints in in the microwave for like ten seconds just to soften it a little bit. I like it where it breaks the spoon in half, like well, rock hard frozen. Like why turn it into liquid? <laughs> forty, yeah. Put that in there for about forty seconds, and it's drinkable at that point because, quite frankly, you're trying to gain a little bit of weight uh, in the in the lifting world and, and get oh. all the you can. 
There's about a thousand calories in one of those gotcha. little things. So it's efficient to just haul that down as a drink rather than sit there and eat it with a spoon. I got it. Bingo. Yeah. All right. Bingo. All right. Yeah, there had to be a, a greater purpose. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you're our guy when it comes to the Senior Bowl and prospects and, and the like here, Cody. How has this week measured up so far from other experiences of yours? It's been a good week. Um, you know, I, I was in Frisco for the Shrine Bowl on Saturday and Sunday, and then I made the move down to Mobile on Monday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday has been here in Mobile. It's been a good week. Um, the expectation coming in, of course, was with these two quarterbacks, Michael Penix and, and Bo Nix, and, you know, maybe the expectation was a little too high coming in. Um, they were fine, but they didn't really, you know, take the cake, I would say. You know, there was a couple other guys that kind of caught most of the attention, a cornerback from Toledo, Quinion Mitchell, defensive lineman from Texas, Devondre Sweat. So, uh, you know, some stars in different positions rather than what was the expectation coming in with quarterback. How much did either of those guys you mentioned, Knicks and Penix, help or hurt them? Like, or is it just like neutral at this point? It's it's kind of neutral. So Penix come in, coming in, you know, the conversation has been around this this college football playoff run that he's had. He had a, a brilliant game against Texas who was able to pressure him, but their back end isn't as strong. So he was able to get that ball out. But when you saw him go against Michigan, they also were able to pressure him, but they had a better back end. And I think that's something that we saw from Penix down here in Mobile was when he was in the pocket and there was no pressure, he was able to find his spots. He's got a beautiful ball. And then when the pressure was after him, these cornerbacks were able to kind of walk in and, and kind of close off those gaps that Penix was, was trying to find. And, and equally, as, as, as good as his ball looks and his inconsistencies, Bo Nix was kind of just sitting there in the same boat. I, I didn't see either of these guys through three practices take the upper hand. You know, there was flashes from each guy, there's opportunities from each guy, and they didn't take advantage of it. So, you know, we still have about a, you know, a month and a half of, of process here going to the combine in a couple mm-hmm. weeks and then pro days. So I think we'll, we still got some time, but it's kind of just reminiscent of what we saw on the game, in the games and on tape. How do you tend to weigh the uh, players' performances in events like this, Cody, with their college careers? I mean, of course, both had. I mean, Bo Nix has been in college a long time. Since 1978. Uh, <laughs> both had relatively <laughs> prolific college careers. Does this, you know, your opinion and, you know, from other scouts that you know and talk to, what does it really do for someone's draft stock, good or bad? Well, the the big thing is really just getting them out of their element, right? They're sitting there. Penix has been in Washington for a couple of years. He, he, he feels comfortable with the players he has there. He's learned that system. Nick's the same as he transfers to Oregon and, and, and kind of revived his own career. And now you get him here with some receivers they haven't played with. Penix showed an early connection to a few of these guys. Nick's took a little bit longer. Um, that's really the thing you're learning is, is how fast they can connect, how fast they can pick up different situations, different ways they're being tested. When you talk about how do you weigh the, weigh the event, Really, when you're going through this process, you're weighing everything as its own thing, and then you come back to an end conclusion before the draft. So, you know, you got your film grades, you got your seasonal thoughts, you have an event process thought, like, you know, how did he look at the event in itself and certain situations, and then, they'll, you know, we'll have the athletic testing and so on and so forth. So I think it's just important to look at these guys as individuals and take the situations as situations right every situation is situational as the great pat mcafee would say but uh, i think that's just the big thing is you have to take a step back and understand that the setting is different and they're learning new things and they're playing with new players and i think that's a big thing before yeah. before we move on nixon Penix, um over under 
one half. Is one of them at least a first-round pick, or is it too early to even guess? So you're, you're saying half. Like not one and a half. Like, you're saying half. Yeah, right? one or the other. It would I cash. Would say, I would say I would say one of them will be, but maybe not both. Yes. Okay. I think the thing is, I think one of my big takeaways I would say at the quarterback position is that JJ McCarthy um, won uh, this week by not being here. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Love when that happens. So he's he's maybe passed the two guys that are there. At least the two guys we've talked about. I know there are other quarterbacks there. Um, but the, the the top guys are still they've they've separated and like nobody's probably catching them right top three yeah, I would the top say, three yeah I, I would say yeah the May Williams and Jaden Daniels tier is by itself and those three feel like locked top tens right now of course May and Williams have been in that conversation but everything surrounding Jaden Daniels right now the, the fluff here was basically if Daniels Daniels also had a senior bowl invite and didn't come for obvious reasons right mock drafting top five he he won the Heisman et cetera. He would have ran circles. It felt like around these guys. That was kind of the, the feel here. Um, but that feels like a tier by itself. And then of course Penix, Knicks, and then JJ McCarthy feels like that next tier where they need to find a separation. And today, right now, after the after the Senior Bowl for three days, feels like McCarthy might have just put himself, you know, at four A, where Penix and Knicks are probably four B, four C. Okay. Cody Carpentier with us. Roster watch, player profiler, Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, WGR. Not the Bills' concern, what happens with these quarterbacks. Cody, it's been a growing sentiment up here that the Bills, it's long overdue to draft a, a top-wide receiver. They've drafted late you know, in the, in the order, so not always easy to do that. Um, not easy at all. This year, 28th, but still, like maybe they lose Davis, Diggs at age 30, etc. Sounds like a great year, though. If you need a wide receiver, maybe well beyond round one, would you agree? I would agree a hundred percent. There's, you know, a, a, a growing group of guys here. I think you can get all the way down to around that wide receiver 13, 14, 15 area um, that you're going to be talking about top 100, top 120 selections in this draft, and they all have different abilities. And I think a couple of them do align with kind of what the Buffalo Bills are looking at right now. And, you know, whether whether Gabe Davis is back or not, and, you know, Stephon Diggs has, you know, his offseason situations every year. Um, I think Javon Baker's a guy in that round three, round four area. It's interesting. He was down here at the Senior Bowl. He's kind of a – I comped him to somewhere in the range of, of the Robert Woods, the Rashi Rice, and with the ceiling of a Stephon Diggs just because of his route running. Um, and a bigger body guy, you know, may know him. He's the son of the great Jerry Rice. Brendan <laughs> Rice had a big week this week. And that's a guy that kind of fits in that – outside X or Z role, kind of like a Gabe Davis, um, was, was looked at as. And he's, he's about 6'2 and a half, 6'3", about 214 pounds. And I think that's a guy that's going to be in round three. But as, as the Bills, this is my outside view looking in, you know, with all the – this is, again, a boring answer, but with all these defensive linemen hmm. being up in, in, in free agents this year, it's, it's boring, but, like, that feels like the spot for me. Is that – you know, from the outside looking in, again, I'm, I'm early in the process as far as mocks and stuff like that. Um, but as I'm looking at the Bills in this draft class, I'm looking at defensive line in round one. Well, as you know, I mean, the draft class is a key part of it. And you have a grasp of that that I don't have yet. Um, yes, about their roster. But if wide receiver is so deep relative to D-line, then that changes the uh, equation. 100%. And I think that there's a few guys that are there. Right there's there's I don't know what there's five or six uh, bills I think it was when I checked 
the defensive linemen, defensive ed, or edge rushers that are that are up this year in free agency. And you talked about receiver. I think receiver's a position this year, if you're the Bills, with how the receiver room looks. I think Shakir's a guy that is, is going to stick to that roster for a few years you know, to go on. He feels like a good fit there. But you talked about the question marks around Diggs, around Gabe Davis. This class, you can, you can hit three guys in this class. And, and maybe that sounds like overkill, but in this class, I think that it's a good one that you would take. You can take a speed guy, you can take a big guy, and you can take a route finesser. And, and this is a perfect class to do that because there's a ton of each stylistic uh, piece here in this class. Whereas the defensive line, I might, I might, like I said, push my chips in early mm-hmm. on that defensive line position. I think that would um, vastly help Buffalo rather than um, the receiver position that you can, again, nail later on. And you have the quarterback in place already, and that's one thing I know it maybe hurts to say, but Tom Brady was in that division forever, and he never had the Tier 1 court. He, you know, he didn't always have the Tier 1 uh, draft picks at, at wide receiver. He, he kind of brought on some later round guys yeah um you know well known so i think that's something that josh allen could you know begin to uh push into yeah well obviously they've had digs uh the whole time that allen has emerged as like an mvp candidate caliber player here so they've had a true number one um but the rest of it has been kind of like the Brady model you're talking about. Even Davis was a you know four, fourth, fifth round pick. Uh, Shakir's a fifth round pick. Their free agent acquisitions have been very mid, um, you know, to lower. So that that and the way the Bills sounded, I don't know if you you heard any of this, uh, Cody, but. Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott both talked in depth about explosive plays and the need to enhance their passing game and help digs. And that's got a lot of us thinking about receiver. Uh, The point about the D line is definitely a good one and the depth of the positions will matter a lot. But I think frankly, they they should be looking for a Gabe Davis replacement. Like he said after the year that there was no talk of an extension and I just can't imagine him going to market and coming back here considering their cap situation. So we're almost at a point where I like, anyway, I am looking at a rookie to replace Gabriel Davis and he plays like 90% of their snaps. Yeah. And right now when you look at NFL mock draft database, great people over there at NFL mock draft database.com, the two most common names that come up are Brian Thomas from LSU and Troy Franklin from Oregon, who are both guys that are six four in that two hundred pound range, kind of built like a Terrace Marshall, and they have the speed and they have the similar traits and the similar abilities uh, to a Gabe Davis. So you know, if you are looking around one, that's those are going to be the two guys that are going to continue to to come up in that conversation. You know, something that stands out to me just looking at one ranking that I have open here, uh, the top ten receivers at least according to CBSSports.com. There's a lot of size. I mean, six four, six three, six four, six four, six. I mean, it's all everywhere. Like the shortest guy in the top ten is Neighbors at at six yep. feet. Um, Xavier Worthy six one. Like there, there's you know, I know there'll be variety once you get through the you know into the depth of the position, but I can't recall a time looking at the top guys at the receiver position where there's so much size. It's been a while, especially coming off of last year. That you know, there's going to be recency bias into it, but last year's class had like seven or eight guys that were sub 190 and they were under that 510 range and and I think that's going to be something that this class is going to be the exact opposite the influx there's there's a couple now there's a couple guys that are going to come in that mm-hmm. range the Lad McConkeys of the world the the Roman Wilsons that were down here at the senior bowl but again this the, the size is the big thing and you mentioned it um, and B- Buffalo's looking for that size and I think that that's one thing the, the, I think the biggest thing here from the senior bowl where I'm at 
is Brendan Rice. That's the, the guy from mm-hmm. USC, the, the son of the great, of course, like I mentioned before, Jerry Rice. And he brings a lot to the table. He's 6'2", 212. He's going to cut down for the combine. We'll see. He's probably going to run the 4'4s. Four and he, he he's not, again, he's not 6'4". He's not 6'5", but he's in that middle range. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, looking at that range also opens up the field to a lot more guys that can be more dominant and more versatile than a Gabe Davis. One receiver a listener has asked us to ask you about, we asked for that, is Ricky Pearsall from Florida. What uh, round maybe for you? Ricky Pearsall, man, pretty solid. He struggled a little bit on Tuesday and picked it up on Wednesday, really. Um, struggled a little bit in, in, in a couple opportunities to get out of breaks, slipped a few times. These cornerbacks go down here. These cornerbacks down here are strong. Quinion Mitchell from Toledo is, is elite, and he kind of gave Pearsall some fits. But Wednesday he came around a little bit. He didn't practice today. Um, we don't know if that was an injury or whether he felt good about what he put on the field on Wednesday, but didn't practice today. Um, but the conversation down here is, is looking at that, that late round two, early round three kind of area for Ricky Pearsall. He's pretty pretty solid on tape, and I think that's about where he puts himself. And He's going to be a really good pro playing out of the slot. Mitchell from Texas is another one, although I could just ask our producer Zach about him because he's a Longhorns fan. But give us your, your sketch on him if you can. Love Adonai. Adonai Mitchell from, from Texas. Xavier Worthy also from Texas, speed guy. But Adonai Mitchell, I, I do a show for Orange Bloods with, with our main man Alex Dunlap from Roster Watch, and I've watched Adonai all season. He's a guy that really dominates the red zone. He dominates the top of his routes. He's a great contested catch guy. Uh, he's about 6'4", about 195, and he plays to that size. And He also uh, is just a big game guy. He, he shows out when, when the lights are on. He's Again, I think the statistic is six touchdowns in six college football playoff games. This is just what this guy does. And transferred over from Georgia. Um, it was actually funny talking to George Pickens a couple of years ago at the NFL Combine, asking him about that Georgia receiver room where he was. And he's like, you guys think I'm good. You don't, you don't know nothing yet. You don't know until Adonai Mitchell gets here. He's real good. <laughs> and I think that that's just something right now in my rankings. He's my, he's my fifth wide receiver. So Adonai Mitchell's one that it, it's cooled off a little bit, I will say, in the draft circles, but he's looking at about that early round two area as well. One guy that I, caught my eye all season and that I've been reading and hearing, and not, not, and not a guy that's at the, at the Senior Bowl, Keon Coleman. I feel like I, I've started to see some – in, you know, some intel, some just you know, scouting reports that indicate like he's maybe not as well rounded. The the route running isn't as sharp. It's it's more like highlight reel type plays. But is he a down in down out guy that you can really depend on? Uh, recognizing that you're not there watching him this week, um, do you have a, a thought on Keon Coleman? Yeah, similar again, similar traits to the Adonai Mitchell. I, you know, a lot of flash plays when you turn on the Keon Coleman tape, and everyone remembers the one-headed catch across the middle right. and things of that nature. He also played with Johnny Wilson. Johnny Wilson is down here. All the underlying metrics. I should mention this: Johnny Wilson's six foot seven, two hundred forty-four pounds, just a monster of a wide receiver, and he's not built like a tight end either. A lot of people want to move him there, but he's he's not built like a tight end. But Keon Coleman, a lot of similar traits to Adonai Mitchell. A lot of flashy plays. I think he does struggle sometimes at the top of his routes. I'm not sure how fast he's going to run. It's you know I, I hate to put a number on guys when, I, when, I, when, I, when it's not a high number, but around that four six area, which you know mm-hmm. at the receiver position is not a, not a killer, um, but it's it's different, right? It's four yep. four from that from that six four two hundred five pound range uh, makes you feel a little better. So 
Adonai Mitchell and I think Keon Coleman are going to be a conversation that's had a lot during the draft process. Which one do you like? Which one's better? And I think, honestly, I lead, I lead Adonai Mitchell because of the, um, the interchangeability across positions, the uh, red zone ability, the contested catch. You know, even though Keon Coleman's good in the contested catch conversation, Adonai's, I think, that much better. His, his contortion ability is, is up there with the best of them. Contortion ability. Love it. Love it, Cody. I mean, so much good information here. Uh, before you go, I want your I would like your opinion on the running back class. Um I know one tweet you had was a lot of guys who will be given a shot that'll be drafted late. And I always wonder, maybe this has gone forward, just how much of a chance teams will give, you know, sixth round pick running backs. Uh, maybe it's evolved now where other like stars have aged out and you know more of the data supports that. Like what Keaton Mitchell was, for one example, before he went down. He was undrafted by Baltimore. Seemed dangerous. Uh, how, how do you see running backs here? Might it be like the, the latest the first running back has ever gone in a draft? Ooh, that's that's actually a good question. I think that that's uh, up, for, up for question. Um I would I would almost guarantee there's going to be one going in round two. There's buzz around that Cowboys situation that Pollard's not going to be back, so I think that there's going to be one at least going round two. Um, I think I don't know what the the number. God, you uh, probably in the 60s is probably what that what that number might be. Okay. Um, but yeah, the running back position, I think the depth of it is really where it's going to come to fruition. You mentioned Keaton Mitchell, um, undrafted to the Baltimore Ravens. Isaiah Pacheco the year before, round seven, uh, has been has been mighty important to that Kansas City Chiefs football team. This grouping down here, though, at the Senior Bowl, there's a lot of guys, like I mentioned, they're going to get opportunities to earn opportunities to eat at the big boy table in the NFL, whether it's Ray Davis from Kentucky, Isaiah Davis um, from South Dakota State, even a guy like Michael Wiley from Arizona, who's an elite pass catcher, an elite uh, uh, pass, uh, sorry edge blocker, and he can run between the tackles. Nobody really knows about him. I think that's the big thing is you're going to be able to find guys in here that are going to backfill. And it's going to be on these fifth, sixth, seventh round NFL contracts where they're making less than a million dollars. And that's going to be a lot more attractive to these NFL teams than it is to, you know, bring in a Dalvin Cook like the Jets did last year for $8 million, oh. <laughs> Or Leonard Fournette like the Bills did late in the season. And, you know, that quite literally did nothing. So, you're going to see a lot of more opportunities for these guys, even at doing a lot. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He's from New Hampshire, a little guy, but he's an elite pass catcher. This, this group down here is very good out of the backfield and pass blocking. I think that's going to be a big thing uh, in this class. Wow, really good. Thanks, Cody, for all of this. Great to catch up with you again. And enjoy... I one more thing. Yes, please. I, I, got a, I got a selection for your Bills, and I mentioned it before. Okay. I think defensive line over receiver, but mm-hmm. Tavondre Sweat from Texas. So yep. Zach, the producer, he'll know all about him because he's a Texas fan, but Tavondre Sweat, that's your Mobile MVP this year, and I think that's a beautiful pick for the Buffalo Bills in round one. He makes it to 28, maybe. It's, it's a ways off. I think so. I think so. Okay. Thanks, Cody. Great job. Enjoy the game. I appreciate you guys. Likewise. Cody Carpentier, at Cody Carpentier on Twitter. 6'4", 362. Listen, can he catch? Devondre Sweat. Actually, he can. He caught, I think, two touchdowns this year. Look at Zach. There's Zach. That's a yes. our Texas reporter. Confirmed. Zach, our Texas correspondent. Wow. (laughs) Well, what do you think, Bulldog? Wide receiver. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe he'll have to wait. 803-0550. Eight oh three oh five fifty. How about you out there? <laughs> Cody's take is it's time for the defensive line. Look at the roster. He knows the quality, the strengths and weaknesses relatively of the different position groups. A lot of receivers. I mean, it's still February first, but five or more new names right there to mm-hmm. me like, that I didn't. I've heard of the Rice Kid. I've heard of his dad. After that, right. Didn't, yep. didn't know a lot of these people, but uh, that's what makes it fun. Got a guy out there, Mike Shope and the Bulldog here, 803-0550 for your calls on WGR. Contest time. I bet some of you, I guess I flatter ourselves who really know the mechanics of this show from listening to all 10,000 episodes knew what is the delay Aha, he's looking for the contest why isn't there a clip of Brandon Bean talking about their offensive line depth what is happening B caller 5 at 716-221-4947 that's 221-4WGR to win a pair of tickets to see comedian Nate Bargatze at Keybag Center Sunday June 16th Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. These tickets are courtesy of KeyBank Center. You know, I want to tell you one thing I can't say. For as much time, naturally, as we've spent on Bill's Chiefs and that, that loss, crushing playoff loss, tell me if you disagree. I, I couldn't say the Bills should have won. No. No, nor no, nor could I. That is largely for me about the time left if they'd even gotten the field goal or even if they had scored on either of those throws to the end zone and recognizing the third down play was mostly ended up being a throwaway. Um but there was time left. Um you know, if 
if if you score and there's 10 seconds left or 13 seconds left <clears throat> for example uh i'm i'm you know and, and, and you take the lead there right like the then and you somehow it does, you still lose the game i think there'd be more like I, I feel like the bills should have won the 13 seconds game they they they, they colossally screwed up the the ending and, but they did to me enough to win I, I need i need to take the lead one more time there or at least tie it up to even make the case at all that I deserve better. Uh, they just didn't come through at the end. You can take that phrase in different directions. Like, I would sooner say the Ravens should have beaten the Chiefs. But they didn't have the lead either in that game at all. The Bills did, right? But the the, yep. the Ravens, how could you say they should have won? It You don't have to say it. <laughs> you don't. I, I'm not even sure I want to. But why didn't you do this and this and this? You know, like if if the Bills had a healthy lineup roster for that game and there was some fluke play that happened in the middle of it and they, you know, they they went for a hundred more yards than Kansas City, you know, some collection mm-hmm. of were they the better team? Man, we wanted the Bills to be the better team on the field that day and thought probably that they would be. If not for the injuries, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the injuries did happen, and they were costly. And so that point, and like again, how the game went, just I can't say they should have won. Thirteen mm-hmm. seconds is easily that yeah. game. That, yeah. yeah. Be- because at that moment, maybe you weren't necessarily the better team on the field that day either. Like that was obviously back and forth, and the mm-hmm. Bills were behind for much of that game, but had it. Like that's one where. You had it. Yeah, yeah, right. I I would sooner say, if, if, oh boy, I, I don't know, does this even need, whatever, I'm here, I'll just say it. Uh, it's a long show. Um, if the Bills had taken that lead after the two-minute warning, Allen hits the Shakir pass, and, you know, Casey gets the ball back with their timeouts and a minute 50 or whatever was going to be left, and Micah Hyde picks off pa- Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and the Bills win by four. Like, yay, we're great. I think you could sooner look at the McCole Hardman fumble and, and the timing of it, and from a Chiefs perspective, be like, man, we should have won that game. We were about to go up by ten oh, in yeah. the fourth quarter, and you know that the you know after a failed fake punt and all, just forget it. And but you didn't. You fumbled it at the half yard line. The Bills got the ball back on a touchback and came down and ended up beating you. Um, that would be bitter, I think, for the Chiefs. Not that we're going to have a lot of sympathy for them, but I think you could objectively make that case for them if the, if, if the Bills had taken that lead and hung on. I have a hard time with the way the game played out doing that. For the same thing with Baltimore. Like Zay Flowers fumbles at the half-yard line. You're about to tie the game. As it turns out, there, there was only a single field goal in the second half of the AFC Championship game in this era. Like, what, what am I doing here? Am I watching Steelers-Dolphins from the 70s? I mean, I can't believe that game, but it happened. So one score like that by Baltimore right on the – it's the Hardman play, basically. Same, same deal. And you don't get it. Instead, they recover in the end zone, take over on their own 20 – that would get you to 17-14, yeah. the Flowers play. would get Baltimore to 17-14. Uh, and they kicked the field goal later, so yeah. Should have won is an is a interesting one. Because somebody would tell you there's absolutely no such thing. Right? Sure. Would Bill Parcells tell you that? 
Maybe. Has the show ever sounded older? Maybe. Sure. Yeah. If you if you should have won, you would have. Yeah. Shoulda, so, coulda, woulda, all that crap. Sure. There's that. But there's there's varying degrees that, of being able to make the case. You know, what's it worth? I, I don't know. Like there's, there's bad beats, and then there's just you got beat. What you have in the Bills-Chiefs game is that collection of statistics that made the Bills' performance unique in the history of the NFL, or the the Super Bowl era at least. This many yards passing, this many yards rushing, no turnovers, no sacks, this amount of time of possession. Like, there had never been – It's I mean, it's kind of cherry-picking or arbitrary mm-hmm. in terms of the yardage numbers, but it's still like the Bills were effective enough offensively. No mistakes, penalties maybe was included. No game ever had, had ever been played like that. And they still – I mean, win or lose. Mm-hmm. And they still got beat. Like, in that way, were they – Better than the Chiefs, I I would not say I cannot say that. But you know, there there are it's up to you, right? There are times when you might yep. think, how did we lose this game? Super Bowl twenty five, maybe. I'm not sure that qualifies either, though. It's close. The Giants had the ball for forty minutes. You know, oh, you should have won because right. you missed a field goal. That's why you should have won. Would you say the Bills should have won? No, I, I I could. Okay, I could get there from like a roster standpoint. Sure, you know. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, the Bills were the. I don't know. Let go back to. This is one way to do it. The the Pro Bowl rosters from that year, or even all the All Pro. Um, Six point favorites, right? I would bet the Bills have got definitely more Pro Bowlers than the Giants. I don't know about All Pros because uh, that's a different thing. Um, but they, yeah, they were the more <clears throat> talented team, I think, on paper going in. And but no, I you know I think you miss a forty-seven yard field goal. It's hard for me to say you should have won. I mean, could you have won? Do guys make that kick? Sure, but is it like some sort of miscarriage of justice that he didn't make it? Like no, it's just it's sorry you missed the kick. If he does make it and the Bills win twenty-two to twenty, there might have been a sense of I mean whatever scoreboard that's a ring that's a trophy um, that you got away with it. In that game, because like the Giants controlled the game, they did such a great job of doing what they wanted to do. I mean, it, really, it was their game. It says how good you are. Like if you have the ball for as little time as the Bills do, and win anyway, right? Like, you know that it's, shows you how good you, you can kind of say the same thing about the Chiefs in this most recent. That's game. that's right. That's exactly, exactly. All right. You got any time for who should have won? How about who did win, Mike? <laughs> How about no, who did I, win? I, 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 I like the question. Um, and Should the Lions have won? <clears throat> no. So see, the, the thing is, like, you know, I mentioned the point spread with the Super Bowl. You, you know which team is supposed to win. Like, the Niners were supposed to win. So that biases you. Maybe that's... It, it, maybe that's necessary. Maybe that matters. You know, wh- who we think is the better team going into the game. Like, should the better team win? Not necessarily. It makes it tougher for Detroit for me to say that Detroit yeah. should have won. Detroit easily could have won. The Gibbs fumble, the drop passes, just everything like that. I know people will also say what they kick, did on fourth down. Kick the field goals, yeah. I mean, but I, I, the, the first stumbling block I would have – toward making a case that the Lions should have won is that you're assuming that the 
kicks are made. And I, I don't know that there's a 30% chance or better that he, the guy would have missed those kicks. So what am I doing here? Like, I, I, I can't get to shoulda uh, there with them in that. Even with the other things, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, because one of the dro- one of the big drops is sort of connected to that field goal decision, anyway, right? I mean, that's the one of those drops was was Reynolds on fourth and two on the first one, right? Yep. Third quarter. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Be, I no, I don't think I could get there. Should the Bills have won the game against Denver? Yeah, because yeah. of the penalty. Because of the penalty. Yeah, I mean, they didn't. They, they weren't great. Deserve it, but. When it's that, like what that, are you, you what are you doing with twelve men on the field? On <laughs> what are you doing? Don't do that. Like, Don't yeah, do that, that that's that's the easiest example in this conversation that we've been having here the last few minutes. To me, of should have won. I want to get back to this. It's a long show, like you said. It's a long off season. The the really like the the Bills missteps in the six losses. I don't know. Like it didn't really cost them. It didn't really cost them. The only thing, well, no, no, not the only thing. What conceivably did it cost them? The one seed, right. had they been three games better, two at least, if not three games better than the Ravens, you have the Chiefs here in the AFC Championship, and I don't know if I'm supposed to think that game <laughs> is different than the game that was actually played. The other thing is you, you might have been able to take it slower. Right, and you're yeah, late. The, the big point about having to go so hard to win the division and get the two and then play a wild card game. You know, if you're, if you're Baltimore, that's assuming a lot though. I mean, that it's, you know, a play here, a play there. Like I know the losses were all close, um, but being able to rest would have been a huge factor to me. I, I, you know, I don't know how much, how much contributed to the loss, but I mean, Bernard especially, and he didn't get hurt until the wild card game even is when he got hurt. So being able to avoid that, I think, could have improved their chances. I don't know. I don't want to say significantly, but it certainly would have improved their chances. They should have rested Bernard against Pittsburgh. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. So the foresight. They should have rested them. Big favorite. 
I'm I, my phrase is trust the results. Ah, some people are more process oriented. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he got hurt, so why was he out there? That's how I look at it. He should have been inactive. <laughs> Not really. All right, fun time of year. I mean, bitter loss. The Super Bowl yet to have yet to happen, but we're into prospects a little bit. Cody Carpentier gave us work to do. I mean, we got homework on some of these guys, uh, running backs even. Um, the, the list of wide receivers. Defensive line in round one. Get ready. That, that's a, that's a possible. We got, we got a guy who thinks that's what they should do. I'm so scared. We've got a guy who thinks that's what they should do. Too many good receivers you can get later. That makes sense. 803-0550 if you want to share with us your feelings about that. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Back after this, this is WGR. The Odyssey app. So I confess that this experience I've had the last couple of days was not on the Odyssey app. But when you're not listening in your car to WGR Sports Radio 550, News Radio 930 WBEN, The Wolf, Kiss, Solid Gold Baby, The Bat. bat. Yeah. What are you listening to? Uh, Music from my iTunes. Okay. Never spoken word, like podcasts? Rarely? Road trips. We'll dig into that. I usually let my wife pick those um, if I'm you know riding with her. Um, but that, yeah, road trips. for like bumping around, like whatever. You know, we, we spent three hours in the truck on Saturday afternoon just riding around. It went to a couple parks. Just, you know, just, just get out. Get out of the house. Get out to the country um and the whole time we were listening to music okay i might listen to podcasts four hours a day wow i might might be four hours three four hours a day and (laughs) this is bad it's it's just stupid uh somehow i i like that i I figured this out but maybe like on monday i I parked here i just got into work and was listening to a podcast about the san francisco earthquake and I'm like, wow, the guy, I've listened to a lot of this guy's work. I'm like, wow, this guy's really rushing. And so, okay, got got done. And you know what this is going to be yet? I'm, I have a guess already. So then I get in the car to leave, and I put on uh, NBC Sports Podcast with Pat Doherty. And I'm like, okay, it sounds like that other one. It's a little fast for me. I think I have now. I have a new car, <laughs> and I don't know all the controls yet. And it, I'm, so I'm driving home, listening, and I'm like, I know I am listening to this at high speed, at one, one and a half times something. Speed, like it's yeah. accelerated. <laughs> I know it, and it made me nuts. Like I, I finished the drive home. I'm like, should I just pull over? I know I can't stand this. I cannot stand. I would have absolutely crashed into a guardrail or worse, trying to fix it. Oh, I, I would I have had. To, I would have had to pull over. I hated it because I can't. I would not. I just can't. I am. But I, I wasn't I'm very bad at stuff like that. <laughs> I wasn't positive. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, that, that's weird because it's not even just the same show. Right. Two different shows sound right. like they're just talking too fast. I have friends, you know, in fantasy football, there's so much content, people who will listen to 2X, like mm-hmm. listen to, right. so they can hear I, more I of I saw someone, uh, maybe it was a draft guy, maybe it was a fantasy guy that I follow, that 
said something. That, that's why I already, when you first started talking, I'm like, I know what this is going to be. This is going to be you're listening at the wrong, you're speeding it up. Somebody said on Twitter, like, I listen to all this at one, one and a half times speed, this other stuff at two times speed, and just, I don't know, I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't think I could function. I like wonder, that. just like, is this an age thing? Or maybe because we're in broadcasting or something, we'd be more in tune. I don't know if that's right. Just like what it's supposed to sound like. But I thought it was interesting that it was making me crazy. Yeah. And not even sure that I'm right. Not sure what I did. I am sort of flailing around on the car controls as I'm driving on the 290 trying to see if there's some speed button here. Like, what? Did I touch something on the screen that made this happen? And I got home and I started looking through... The, the app, you know, just all the different options. Do I want to allow explicit content? Absolutely. Absolutely yes to explicit content. Why not? Why not? Then just all the different, do you want to have songs sort of bleed into each other, where one song has got like five seconds left to fade it out, fade the next one in. Oh. All these different options you can pick. This is on your car or on your phone? On my phone, your on the phone. app. Right. On the music right. app. Yeah, the I'm, podcast yeah app. I'm guessing it's your phone, not the car, that was well, speeding it up. I struck out on both wow i could not figure out <laughs> in the car and i could not figure out on my phone and then once i'm home for the night i'm kind of done so that's uh, start the whole I, process over again the next day i forgot <laughs> i forgot and then i guess this was like tuesday to wednesday got in the car yesterday and it was a third different show uh rest is history talking about doesn't matter um i think i'm, I'm the Peasant Revolt. I think I'm on that. The Peasant Revolt. Okay. And it's like, now I know I'm right. I know these, this is not the right, I know I'm right. Right. This is, this is raw. And I found it. I found it on the phone. Phone, yeah. Clicking on, like, the queue, and there it was, 1.2. It was only 1.2. That's enough, though. That's That's enough. That's close enough to one and a half, even. I don't know. Yeah, that just. It was definitely enough. Yeah. To make me mad. I could not. I get why you would do it if you just want to. You want the information, and how it's delivered doesn't really matter. You can take it in, and you know, save yourself time and absorb that much more. But yeah, no, the, it, the style points matter to me. Listening to anything, it would make me nuts if I knew, even if it sounded fine. Like if, if I started listening to something I'd never heard before, and I found out, like I'm enjoying it. And I found out it's one and a half times, or 1.2 even. I'd be like, I got to fix it. Like, I can't. Oh. I want to hear these people talk how they talk. It's a, I consider it a character flaw of myself that I just could not deal with the 1.2. <laughs> but I, I couldn't. It would have been, it would have been over yeah. for me no. if, with these shows, if, well, I'm paying the one, I subscribe to the one, but I would have had a very tough time staying with it no. if it, if it wasn't. If there wasn't something that I had right. Messed no, up. yeah, no. I hear you. I would. So, I would never be able to go back. And I'm. I'm glad you avoided any sort of an accident oh. uh, wh- while under the duress of this realization, because I would. It would have been a real struggle for me. Avoided an accident. I'm not sure a breakdown, but I avoided an accident. Maybe people on the Odyssey app listen to us at two x, and they, you know, just it's faster. It's it's twice as fast. The show is twice as short. If you do that, and you know, good for you if you can handle it, <laughs> like like it's some huge task. All right, I want to talk about hate. Let's talk about hate. Eight oh three oh five fifty. We got the Super Bowl. We're not in. Let's talk about hate. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Give us a call if you like. This is WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 